Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we have conversations with ordinary people to learn how our extraordinary God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited you've joined us. I'm so thrilled to have with me Matt Wynn. Matt Wynn is a native of Benton, Illinois, my hometown. Matt and I go way back. I mean, like way back. I could hardly remember not knowing Matt. We met in Little League, let's scratch that, call it Pee Wee League Baseball, I think is when we met. Is that right, Matt? That is right. John Browning Real Estate, if I remember right. John Browning Real Estate was the name of the team, meaning that's the sponsor (laughs) that paid for our shirts, right? So That's right. Matt, great to have you on Sound of Truth Weekly Interview. Great to have the opportunity, Brett. I really appreciate you having me. Matt is married to Trudy. They were high school sweethearts. In fact, I remember their first dance. I was at the high school dance when he got up the nerve to go ask Trudy to dance. I remember it. I remember watching them dance, and the rest is history. They got married, I guess, in your college years, right? We did. We got married in 91, August 3rd, 91. I was a senior, and my wife had just graduated, and I was in my fifth year. And so, yeah, we were high school sweethearts, and definitely one of the best decisions I've made, for sure, Brett. Oh, uh, yeah. She's, she's a, a keeper. keeper. Yeah. She's a keeper. Great mother and very active in our church and just has definitely made me, you know, I felt like has been a good influence for me. I'll, I'll say that. Just like uh, your wife and, and uh, Amen. you know, I think I overachieved. So yeah, makes... I know you probably feel the same way. I do so. indeed. So Matt was a basketball player. You played a lot of sports, of course, but you took your basketball career into college. You played for our Benton Rangers and then went to our local university, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, where you played for the legendary coach, Rich Heron, who we're going to talk more about him later on. But for right now, just giving our listeners a little back background, you're a school teacher at our alma mater. And you have two grown children, mm-hmm. Bailey and Garrig, and Correct. and they're both now out of school. I think Garrig just graduated, right? Garrig just graduated from Southern Indiana in uh, business management, and then uh, my daughter is a uh, a nurse assistant, oh, a doctor, I forget the title, and she works at the VA, and she's uh, worked her way through school. And, she's uh, been married for how long? She she has been married for a couple years now. And I, I understand guy. congratulations are in order. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, she's pregnant doing around Christmas time and little girl and we're all excited. And so, and she lives here in Benton with her husband, Adam Johnson, had him in class when, when he came through the high school, he's just a good young man and proud of both of you know, Bailey and Lee Garrett. So, but yeah, me and Trudy are empty nesters now. That's really cool. I, I to think about how one of your students became your son-in-law. That's true also of my mother-in-law, not in regard to me, but my brother-in-law was one of her students and she taught kindergarten, first grade back then. In fact, uh-huh. we, we laugh a lot about it when we get together as family. Every once in a while, we'll bring it up. She actually spanked him. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, we were too, uh, you know, by the time I had him, all of that had gone away. So I think he was an 06 graduate at the high school, but just a really good, he, he, good guy. He's an engineer and, and in Mount Vernon and good Christian man. And of course, that's what you want for your daughter. Amen. Amen to that. Well, let's talk about your story, Matt. One of the reasons why we have guests on here, our weekly interview, we love to hear their stories, particularly mm-hmm. how they came to faith in Christ. And so let's just let you start at the beginning, kind of give us your background, the home you were raised in. Of course, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, knew your parents sure. very well. And 
loved them. But let's let's give our audience a, a taste of what it was like for you to grow up and then how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Sure, sure. Well, I, you know, Brad, I had a, um, probably like yourself, I think we can both say that we just had great parents. And I, I was so blessed to have mm-hmm. my mom and dad. And of course, you don't control that. I do think God blessed me with just super, super parents. Uh, my my mother's name is Juva, and my dad was Mac. My dad was a biology teacher for a long time to high school. And my mom worked in the Franklin County Treasurer's Office, eventually became the county treasurer, and she was secretary there for a long time. And I'm an only child. I was uh, very close to my parents, and uh, a lot like you, you know, um, we, yeah, that's we, right. Uh, there's there's just something there. Uh, you know, my dad is, has passed now. It's been a year since he's passed. My mom now lives in, a, in assisted living. And, you know, I, it, we've become very close. Uh, my dad, when I quit coaching, my dad and I developed a really close relationship. And we were always close, but uh, I just seemed to have more time. And uh, he, he, had a, he, he had so many different interests. You know, he... He loved plants and horticulture, and he liked to fish and hunt, and he liked to build things. And, you know, we were able to spend some time together, and I feel like a lot of the things that if I know how to do something just a little bit, I felt like my dad kind of taught me how to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and so now my mom, uh, my mom and I uh, are, are really close, too. She, she uh, now lives right down the road from me in, a, in assisted living, and I get to see her every day. And, an amazing place and they take care of her very, very well. And, and so just from that standpoint, very blessed to have two great parents, very blessed, I feel like, to grow up in a town that I had really good friends like yourself and just so many good people that I felt like that I was able to grow up around and, and uh, had such an influence on me, my coaches and teachers, my friends and their parents. Just, just like your mom and dad. Very, very blessed to, to get a good start with two good parents and, and grow up in such a great community like Benton. My, my mom was the, the person in my life that first took me to church. She, uh, I was probably nine or ten years old, and I think my mom, my mom grew up in church, and my dad grew up in church also. Uh, my dad didn't go to church as much as my mom. And my mom kind of felt like, you know, hey, we, we've got, I need to get my son in church. And so, you know, Brett, I can remember her coming in and waking me up in the morning on Sunday morning. You know, I didn't always want to go. I didn't always want to go. But, but I think my mom knew that in the long run, this is where we needed to be. And uh, she had a really strong faith. And she, uh, she would get me up, and we would go to Sunday school at Emmanuel Baptist Church, and we would stay for church. And uh, our preacher back during that time was Ron Cremie, and he was just a uh, mm-hmm. man. He he was he was just a really good man uh, with a great heart. And Ron was at that time in our church. He was pretty much everything. Now we have a youth pastor, and we have a a song director, and we have a pastor, and we have a children's pastor, but at that time, our church was just kind of forming, and Ron took on all these different roles. And he was just uh, he was just a guy, when I look back on my childhood, he was a guy that was 
that was really influential to me in my faith as a young person because he was he related well to us, he took us places, and I can remember uh, just being involved in the youth, and it was fun, you know. And I I, I kind of got hooked in there, and and so that was kind of what we did. We go get uh, there was a little bakery in town, if you remember, Brett, in West City, and they sold cream rolls. And I can remember. I don't know why, but I can remember every Sunday we'd go there. We we get cream roll after church, <laughs> me and mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, so <clears throat> when I got to be, you know, went to church, I started to learn more about Jesus, learn more about God. I I just remember I was I was in the eighth grade. We were attending pretty faithfully every Sunday and pretty involved. And uh, you know, I. I Remember, Brother Ron was preaching about he he was in his sermon he was talking about sin, and he was just going through the gospel, and I just remember thinking to myself that you know I think I think the Lord was working on my heart there, and He convicted me to to make me realize that I was born in the world as a sinner that you know I was and I needed Jesus at that time in my life. To, to give me a new birth, to, to give me a new life. And that made, that made a lot of sense. I don't, I don't think I was running around doing terrible things, but it made sense to me because, you know, I think everybody can, can, can realize a time in their life when they go, you know, yeah, I've lied before. I've done this. I've, I've had bad thoughts, you know. And so those are the kind of things that made me realize that I needed forgiveness of my sins. And so back in the day, it was come down the aisle type of thing. And that, that just really intimidated me. I can remember being in church and, and my heart would start pounding and, and I knew where I needed to go. I needed to just take a step out of the pew and go up front and talk to brother Ron. It was during an invitation, but I just didn't do it. I, you know, I didn't do it, and, and the Lord kept working on me. And Brad, I was outside. I was outside shooting around at my basketball goal by myself. I spent a lot of time doing that as a kid. And our youth pastor at the time, he he was just hired, a guy named John Stafford. And I think he he just he knew he he noticed that I was under conviction. He knew that God was really working on my heart, and uh, he pulled up and. He was in his car, and he got out, and he rebounded for me. We were talking. Of course, I kind of knew why he was there. And as we spoke, he said, hey, I, you know, I've been, I think God's working on your heart, and I just wanted to come over and see if you wanted to talk about it. And that really opened up a lot of communication, and, and uh, I told him that I, would, I wanted to be saved. And, and so right there in my, you know, my backyard, it was probably about five or six o'clock at night, but we sat down and he prayed with me. And, uh, you know, I, at that time, um, you know, I believed that, you know, I believed that Jesus was God in the flesh, you know, and I believed that I was a sinner and, and I asked for forgiveness at that time. And, and, uh, I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to make Jesus the Lord of my life. And, uh, and I prayed for that. And, um, I was saved right there, and you know, I uh, eventually I was I was baptized in the church. Um, you know, maybe a month or two later, I went through a membership, you know, type of class, and 
and uh, that's that's how it happened for me. You know, I think uh, my my mom taking me to church and just those seeds that were planted by being in Sunday school and being around other believers. Uh, I believe that's that really influenced me at a young age to to take that step towards salvation and. You know, Brett, it's, it's been something that has been an anchor in my life. And I wish I could tell you that, you know, from that point on, everything was smooth sailing. But, but it was not. You know, I had, I had ups and downs and battles. And I got away from church when I went to college and I was playing basketball. Um, you know, I wasn't, I don't know how to say it. I don't think I was just out doing terrible things, but, but I was not. I was not living with Jesus uh, in mind at times. And uh, when I got married to Trudy and we settled down and we had children, I can remember she was saved also. And we both felt like, you know, we, we needed to have our kids in church. You know, I think, I think having children has a way of just grounding everyone and bringing us back to reality. And we, we knew that that's where our kids needed to be. We knew that that's where we needed to be. Um, and so we made it a point to get our uh, children in the church. And uh, I think that was a, a really good, obviously a good thing. And they are both saved right now. And that's, to me, that's me and, me and Trudy, that's, that means the world. That's the most important thing. I remember your grandparents, uh, I know they've been gone for several years, but of course they live kind of right around the corner from me or I live right around the corner from them, however you want to look at it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, wonderful people. And, uh, I know you've shared with me before some about his influence. You want to talk about that? Sure. My grandpa, you know, growing up, this would, this would be my dad's dad. His name was Gwen Wynn, kind of a crazy name, <laughs> but yeah, you don't forget Gwen's uh, name, Gwen Wynn. Yeah. Gwen Wynn. And, uh, he was just, he was, uh, <clears throat> he was my buddy. And, uh, my grandpa was, was one of those people when I was younger, I was very close to spent a lot of time at their house and, uh, which was close to where he grew up. And we spent time together there. Uh, he, he was a Sunday school teacher. Um, but the biggest thing about my grandpa is, um, he, he was just a really kind, sweet person that mm-hmm. I always felt like, you know, when I went to church, and I thought about who Jesus was and how we're, you know, how we're commanded to love other people. And we're, um, I saw that in my grandpa and I saw him live that out so well. And, uh, I, I think, I think his influence of just, uh, being someone that I could look to when I was younger, um, I knew he was involved in church, but. Even more importantly, I, I saw the way he treated other people, and I saw Jesus in him, and he was just a big influence in my faith. Yeah. I think you might have told me one point about his conversion. Was there a story behind that? Yeah. So, yes. Yes, sir. So, my, my grandpa was, he he grew up in Benton, but he he had tuberculosis when when my dad was probably 12 or 13 years old, um, and back during that time if someone developed TB, 
they were placed in a sanitarium mm-hmm. to, to quarantine. And so he was sent to St. Louis to this sanitarium, and he was there for quite a while. I know my grand, my dad used to tell me that you know he was they would go visit him in St. Louis, and they would drive up on Sundays, and he would just kind of wave from the window. But in that sanitarium, Brett, I just he was saved, but he still uh, was kind of uh, I think a work in progress, and he spent a lot of time by himself, and he spent a lot of time in the Bible, and. Through those moments, I think in the hospital where he was kind of by himself, his his faith grew. And uh, when he was released, um, he made a recovery, and and he, he came home, and he was very very active in the First Baptist Church. It, it sits right off of uh, South Main, right there. And he was a Sunday school teacher, and the deacon in the church, and just a just a really good just a really good man that that I could look to and and that's that's kind of that was kind of his story um how he he got to that point and mm, mm-hmm. it's amazing how he his his story uh affected my story sure and so that's it's kind of neat and uh, he was just uh he died when I was a freshman in high school and I can remember that's really the first death that I had to kind of go through was was my grandpa's, and uh, he's just a really special guy, Brett. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Matt, so much for sharing your story, and and your story weaves together this, to me, this idea that God works through a lot of different people to plant seeds and water seeds, water that seed, and and bring the gospel to to fruition in a person's heart and soul. Great, great story. Thank you, Matt. Hey, also, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I've asked you to come on here is we want to talk about how you are now a published author. And you have a book that I am currently working my way through. It is one of the longer books that I've read. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I love it because not only do I know the author very well, but I know the subject matter very well. Coach Rich sure. Heron was a beloved, legendary co- coach in Southern Illinois for 25 years. He, he coached in, in our hometown of Benton. He went on to coach for several years at Southern Illinois University, where you played for him. Also coached at Marion High School uh, after that. And right. Morthland College was their first basketball coach where they won a national championship for right. uh, their division of college uh, teams. So, but more importantly, he was a Christian man who lived by his values and had a great influence. So you wrote his biography and you interviewed him over several hours. Coach Heron passed away last year, but your book came out, I believe, in the spring. Is that right? Was it in the winter or the spring? Just not too long ago. Right. It was... Um First of February. Okay. And has uh, really received a lot of great comments I've noticed on social media from people from Southern Illinois, and, and rightly so. And I'd like to interview about that and the influence of coaching, the, the importance of a role of a coach in people's lives using Coach Heron perhaps as the subject matter. And, and this is a chance also for us to, you know, maybe bring a little attention to your book. Uh, so sure. if you don't mind, uh, come back for another episode and we're, we want to make that the subject matter. So. Sure. That would be great. That would be great. Fantastic. We'll, we'll uh, invite our listeners to join us for our next episode, weekly interview, and Matt's going to come back and, and talk about his book. Thank you, Brett. I, pre- I appreciate you having me, and you know, I look forward to that, and I appreciate the opportunity to share my testimony. Um, and and uh, 
it's great to, to be able to talk with you, somebody that I grew up with and, and just a really good friend and just proud of what you're doing too. And, and I know you're planting a lot of seeds down where you're at. And I'm, I'm just thankful that you gave me the opportunity to, to be on the show. So I appreciate it. That was my pleasure. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.